Good morning, Trinity Lutheran Church. Thank you, Joy. Beautiful prelude there. There's a balm in Gilead. Some healing. We have some healed people who have returned to church today. It's so nice to see Lois and other people. And um, some removing of demons in the sermon today. It's just uh, welcome to Trinity. We're glad you're here today. And um, <clears throat> the choir is going to sing for you. And you'll have a chance to join in on some songs like this very first one we're going to sing called All Are Welcome. And you are welcome here. No matter where you've come from, what you've been up to, we are glad you're here in this house. All are welcome. <laughs> so glad that you're here today. Your presence blesses me, and we will be a blessing to each other this day. I trust that. I know that to be absolutely true. And I just want you to wave because Pastor Jim might be watching right now, okay? Okay, good. Whew, okay, I got that checked. Check that box. That's out of the way. We are the people of God, and we gather this day to celebrate with word and sacrament and the fellowship of one another. We are a blessed people. We gather here in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remain seated while the choir calls us to worship.
please stand as we join together in our opening hymn, a call and response song, Come, Let Us Worship God. <laughs> Worship God. Come, let us worship God. Welcome, everyone. To the love of God. Rest for the weary. Continue with the Kyrie. It's a sung prayer that we participate together, singing back to one another. Him of praise, shout. Thanks be to God. <laughs> 
Let's pray. Everlasting God, you give strength to the weak, and that is us. You give power to the faint of heart, and often that is us. We pray now asking that through this time of worship, through this time of being your people together, that you will use us as agents of your healing and wholeness. That the good news that has come to us in Jesus may be made known to the ends of all creation. We ask this knowing that it is your desire to bless us for this life of service, this life of faith that knows no end. And so we pray this through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and the people of God say, Please be seated for the hearing of the word. first lesson is from Isaiah. <clears throat> Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. And its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. He who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in. He who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows upon them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me? Or who is my equal? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power. Not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded to my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The word of the Lord. I would invite you to put yourselves in a 17th century Gothic cathedral, if you can imagine that space, and um, hear this anthem, Almighty and Everlasting God, coming straight from that reading, um, talks about the power of God. 400-year-old 400, 400 song, still relevant today. Oh, my God. 
I closed my eyes and I pictured the sixth, 17th century cathedral in Rome that I was worshiping and it was the Arsenian, it was the it was the cathedral where Luther went so that was a great gift thank you so much God is good all the time so it was the middle of January 1975 can you picture where you were in the middle of January 1975 some of you obviously that would be a stretch because you were not born yet but middle of January 1975 49 years ago where were you well I was in a small town in Prairie in uh, on the prairies of Alberta it was one of those places that people describe it by saying you can watch your dog run away for two days you know that that kind of place it was the third day of a blizzard the snow was blowing and howling it had blown up against the one door we only had one door in this small little house we lived in and it was blown up and when it when it finished the the uh, I'd have to call the neighbors on the phone to come and dig us out so we could open the door you can learn a lot about life during a minus 20 degree three-day blizzard like why a block heater for your car is important if you don't know what those are ask someone it was the seventh week of our marriage and it was getting off to a challenging start my lovely Brenda Magdalene went from single San Francisco to married Strathmore, Alberta, 1,300 people. Between the wind and the snow screaming outside and the omnipresent sound of mice in the walls, if my Brenda had been offered any option, offered any option by anyone to get out of there, to go somewhere else, anywhere else, there's no, I have no doubt she would have taken it. Moving on, she says, we've got to move on from this. I remember her also asking me, tell me again, why did you turn down that call to Hawaii? <laughs> there is a platitude that sometimes people offer, you know, when they're trying to be helpful and they don't know what else to say, and they'll say something like, well, at least you can't get any worse. Oh, really? Really? Maybe thinking, maybe Brenda thinking that if we just went to sleep, Jesus would come during the middle of the night and take us away. And we would, not, we would be spared another breakfast of cheese slices, dill pickles, and peanut butter. So she went to pull back the covers on the bed, not realizing that her pillow had frozen to the wall. And when she pulled it, four feet of wallpaper came off. Oh, it can't get any worse? Really? Really? My poor Brenda. I couldn't tell if the look she gave me was one of utter despair or that of a hanging judge just before he pulls the lever. That moment gave birth to a line that I use all the time. I love you the most. Brenda, I love you the most. I say it all the time to people. I love you the most. Through the years, it has kind of morphed into an understanding of I see you. I see you. I love you. You are important. That day, it didn't carry a lot of weight. So, last Sunday, oh, I've had a variety of responses. The best response to, I love you the most, I love you the most, 
was last Sunday, our Robin, our beautiful Robin who runs this place. We couldn't do it without her. Robin, as I said, I love you the most. She went, shh, I got shushed. I haven't, I haven't been shushed since third grade. Shh. Robin, it was hysterical. Okay, Jesus' ministry is getting off to a pretty amazing start, a great beginning. So far, according to the Gospel of Mark, in the first 28 verses, the first chapter, Jesus has been baptized by John. He spent 40 days in the wilderness tended to by the angels. He recruited four fishermen. This is the beginning of his troop. With simply the admonition, follow me and I will teach you to fish for people. And apparently that was enough for them. They said, okay. All of these, and we're only now, that's happened, we're all now at the 29th verse of the first chapter of Mark. And here's where we pick up the story. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. And they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, the holy day had come to an end at sunset, the whole, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place where he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let's go to the neighboring town so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came to do. And he went throughout Galilee, preaching the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The word of the Lord. Jesus had gone off to be alone, alone with the Father, alone with the author of all creation of the universe, to be alone that all that was needed, gifted to him in love, would come to him. And so the four disciples who had begun to think maybe there was an upside to this Jesus, given everything that happened last night, went and hunted for him, and they found him. Four people who had just gathered with a promise, I'll teach you to fish for people. Now, no doubt this had been an exhausting day for Jesus. The rest, being alone with the Father, was necessary. So the, so the disciples, these four, come to him with this word, this good news. Jesus, you have just been elected mayor of Capernaum, or something like that. Everyone is looking for you. You are the most popular preacher in town. Quite an impact for 36 hours. That included, that included this lovely aside where he takes Simon Peter's mother-in-law by the hand. The image is gently lifting her up, calling her forth back to life. And she served them. The verb is the same verb used for the angels serving Jesus in the wilderness. So she was lifted up to a restored life and called into ministry. 
But let's go somewhere else. Jesus' words, let's go somewhere else. is counterintuitive. We have learned that if you're going to start a movement, you run towards success, not away from it. Jesus broke the number one rule for a successful business growth plan. You go towards success. You don't go away from it. Recently, I was reading about a church, a pastor, an evangelical pastor in the Detroit area. And they had gone from worshiping 50 on a Sunday to 1,500 in a few months. Now, that's quite a church growth program. It seems that this pastor had discovered a particular gospel that pleased the people. It's called Christian nationalism. Now, let me make it clear to you. It's not Christian, and all it is is a political agenda that's wrapped in religious language. You can do your own research on it. But it sells. It's popular. It draws people to it because it serves them. It made him the most popular preacher in the area. I mean, that's a church that knew how to run towards success. Now, I've made it a matter of practice in my career to not badmouth other churches, to not badmouth other clergy, as long as they follow the one rule. What's the one rule? Jesus gave one rule, two words, follow me. Follow me in word, follow my footsteps, follow me in action. Amen. Amen. I am with you. I'm glad you're with me. So this preacher, he could have been elected mayor of Capernaum. That's what I'm trying. That's the point. They were running towards success. I have made it a, that practice, though, to honor people, whoever it is, as long as it's Jesus following me. Now, Jesus was not interested in being successful. You see, that's the problem with us. He was intent on being faithful. Let us go to the nearby village so that I can preach there also, for that is why I have come. But Jesus is counterintuitive to us. He wasn't concerned with popularity. He obviously wasn't concerned about a pension plan. So here's the question. Here's the question. Was it Jesus they loved? Or was it the things Jesus did that they loved? The teaching with authority, the healing the sick, the driving out demons. The question is rhetorical because we know that other than a few women who loved the person Jesus, Jesus was totally abandoned at his crucifixion. Being popular was not enough to inspire faithfulness on the part of the disciples, nor was their love sufficient to override their fear of the authorities. The gospel, the good news, is about God's love for us. Now, you know that. You have heard that message every Sunday. You have gone to church wherever you've gone in your entire life. You have heard some variation of the theme, John 3, 16, for God so loved creation that he sent his son. But it is John 3, 17 that calls us and helps us understand who we are in life. He sent his son into the world not to be its judge, but its savior. So the world is saved. All creation is saved. The issue is, not all creation knows it's saved. And that's where we come into the story. That's you and me. That's what we're about. Jesus gave us that two-word command. We follow his words, but we follow his footsteps. 
we follow a spirit that is inclusive, that calls all people to a table, a common table of bread and wine. Or in this case today, it's bread and juice. But it's the same thing. Where our Lord promises to meet us. To the church at Philippi, Paul admonished, your attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus. Though the very nature of God, he took the nature of a servant and became obedient unto death. Jesus said, follow me. And sometimes to follow Jesus, we have to leave Capernaum behind. Sometimes to follow Jesus, we have to leave something behind. Now, I have a confession to make. In one more year, God willing, I will celebrate my 50th year of ordination. That's a big deal for me. In those 50 years, though, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know that I've ever said, I love God. I love Jesus. I love the mystery of God's creation. I love how paradox opens up life that seems so difficult to understand sometimes. But I don't know that, you know, I've ever walked around singing, I love God a bushel and a peck, I love God a hug around the... I mean, I haven't done that. I haven't loved... So, so John, in his first epistle, I think he comes to our aid. He offers us some words that are profoundly helpful when that question, do I love God? I love lots of things, children, my grandchildren, my, my congregation, my parish, my people, my friends, I love them. Do I love God? I don't know, I've never said I love God. But so here's what John wrote. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. So what he's writing is, loving our neighbor is loving God. Inasmuch as you did it to the least of me, he said, you, or to these you did it to me. Being moved to share our wealth with those in need is an act of loving God. Follow, forgiving someone regardless of whether they ask for it or not is loving God making certain that no one is excluded from this community of faith for any reason is loving God. Each day out there in your life, Jesus is beckoning us to leave behind Capernaum and follow him. The gospel is on the move through us. By the way, have I told you that I love you the most? God is good all the time. Amen. Our hymn of the day, healer of our every ill.
As we enter into the prayers of the church and Cam reads the petitions to us, please note your response. His concludes his petition with loving, redeeming, and healing God, and our response is hear our prayer. God, you know our needs and desires before we do. Be present with us as we pray. Loving God, Jesus traveled the countryside healing people and bringing his message of hope. Let us persevere in our calling to bring good news and healing wherever we may be. Loving, redeeming, and healing God, hear our prayer. In our church, in stores, and businesses, on trails and beaches, in clubs and shelters and prisons and hospitals, let us not shrink from being the healing, loving hands and feet of Jesus made known to us in this epiphany season. May we always share a word of hope, love, redeeming, and healing God. Hear our prayer. God of courage, May we have the courage to constantly seek out and cast out demons, the demons of bigotry, intolerance, racism, hatred, and exclusion, common and sometimes subtly embedded in our society, and replace them with the radical word of joy, welcome, and equality Jesus offered so freely. All are loved and all are holy loving, redeeming, and healing God, hear our prayer. Healer of our every ill, be with all this week who are suffering, whether it be physical or mental illness, sadness, isolation, or grief, and bring them an understanding of your infinite desire to strengthen the powerless and raise up those who falter. Let them run and not be weary and fly like eagles in your love. Loving, redeeming, and healing God, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Holy God, you gather the whole universe into your presence and continually reveal the gifts of your child, Jesus. Bring healing to all wounds. Make whole all that is broken. Speak truth to power and shed light in every darkness that all creation may know your love and mercy. Amen. Peace, Lord, be with you always. Share God's peace with one another. Go for a walk. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for all of those beautiful greetings. I love it. It's like a little intermission <laughs> mid-service. Thank you for being here with us this morning. And Pastor Tom, thank you for being here with us. And please know that we love you the most, Pastor Tom. <laughs> thank you. Please be sure to read your bulletin. A lot of great announcements in there this morning, um, a lot of good things coming up, so take note of what is important in your life. 
We have one birthday today. Mary Ann Bast is celebrating a birthday, and I think she's worshiping online today. So happy birthday, Mary Ann. Um, and then coming up on Saturday, February 17th, we will be celebrating the life of Carol Richardson with a funeral service here. We need cookies for the reception, and we need hosts and hostesses, so if you can help with that, please sign up on the table in the narthex. This will be a beautiful celebration of a wonderful woman, so that's Saturday, February 17th. Ash Wednesday this year falls on Valentine's Day. So Wednesday, February 14th, we will worship together at 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock. We've been working on our ashen hearts and see if we can celebrate uh, Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday together on February 14th. And Lana has more announcements for us. You were trying to hide it, I see. I see. No problem. Gotcha. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> All right. So, first one. It's, it's February. Yay. Um, so, February volunteers. Um, volunteer sheets are in there. I've got February and March in there. And as of right now, <clears throat> on February 18th, Dave Campbell will be greeting and ushering. So he's going to be very busy. So if you are maybe available for that day, please take a look because um, he's going to be stretched far and wide. It'll be like going through the wilderness, Dave. Don't worry about it. We've got your back. Okay? Um, and then the next one. Now I'm going to apologize ahead of time. You know, in January, I put my headband on that had snowmen and I brought the snow and we had to cancel that luncheon so I'm not gonna put snowmen on today I'm gonna try this though oh wait is that kind of close okay cool, close all right February lunch is um, February 15th it's the day after Valentine's Day you certainly may bring any extra chocolate that you have um, so our, um, our theme is food that you love, okay? And we're looking for side dishes and things. Um, the protein that day will be pork loin, so um, it should be a very good lunch. Um, and if you are planning on coming, if you could sign up on the sheet out in the narthex so that we have an idea of how much pork loin to make, that would be great. And um, Hopefully you can all come. It's noon on February 15th. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Uh, what else? Sunday Forum next Sunday morning at 9.30, down the hall, fireside room. Um, two representatives from the Lutherwood, Camp Lutherwood board will be here talking about Camp Lutherwood, everything that's going on there. Uh, one of our new members, Mike Anderson, is a member of the Lutherwood board, so he'll be here along with Pastor Christy Daniels. Um, this coming Saturday the 10th is Lutherwood's annual meeting and the installation of their new director. So uh, I'll be going up there with a couple other members from church and welcoming the new director. So uh, we're excited to hear on Sunday about all the great things happening at Camp Lutherwood. And then coming up February 24th, Joe Sheldon will be leading a field trip. Uh, we're calling this the Big White Birds Field Trip. 
Uh, so going over to Skagit Valley and the flats and go check out the migrating birds. Uh, so we'll, we'll be carpooling, we'll be leaving Trinity about 8.30 in the morning, return probably three or four o'clock that afternoon. So if you would like to go on that field trip, there's more information, a flyer, and a sign-up sheet on the table in the narthex. So it uh, should be a great day to view some of God's beautiful creation in the Pacific Northwest. And next Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday, so we'll be uh, having our annual Super Bowl food drive. Uh, this is a nationwide effort to collect food to feed our neighbors. So we'll have youth in the narthex before each of the services, so please remember to bring your donations to help feed our hungry neighbors next Sunday. Any other announcements this morning? All right, then we continue our service, turning towards the table. It was a, it was a difficult night. It was the Passover. Jesus knew what was awaiting him. The disciples did not. But there was definitely, besides the celebration, the spirit of a Passover, the air was heavy. There was almost like danger in the air. And it was during that meal that the disciples, which had shared with joy every Passover, Jesus took the bread. And he said, now this is my body. It is broken for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After that same meal, he took the cup. And after giving thanks, he shared it with them, saying, Now this cup is the new covenant, new covenant, poured out in my blood for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and we drink of this wine, we do so with the confidence that Jesus promised to be here with us. We come and we meet our Lord in bread and wine and are nourished for the journey. All are welcome. The ushers will direct you. Prepare to come and receive. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
dear brother standing by the road with a heavy load from the seeds he sowed. And if you see your sister falling by the way, just stop and say, you're going the wrong way. You've got to try a little kindness, yes, show a little kindness. Just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of the narrow-minded people on their narrow-minded street. Don't you walk around the down and out Lend a helping hand instead of doubt And the kindness that you show every day Will help someone along life's way You've got to try a little kindness Yes, show a little kindness Just shine your light Able, please. I am excited and grateful for you because this week, as you wander following the footsteps of our Lord, there will come those moments where He's going to call you to be that person. And I am grateful for how you will be blessed by being faithful to our Lord, by loving God and following. And now may the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the gift of His precious blood strengthen and keep and preserve us through life eternal. Amen. And just to show you, I didn't forget. Our Father, who art in heaven. you the most. <laughs> and now, 
May the Lord God bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his, up his favor upon you and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending hymn, Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness. now to love and serve the Lord. Thank you to God.